Welcome to God's Word for Life Lesson Companion Podcast, brought to you by Word of Flame Curriculum and the Pentecostal Publishing House. This podcast encourages adult disciples to think deeply about God's Word, further develop their personal relationship with Jesus Christ, and make a greater commitment to the purpose and plan of God for their lives. Let's dive into today's lesson and explore what it means to live out God's Word in our lives. Well, hello everyone and welcome to God's Word for Life. I am your host, Jonathan McClintock. This is episode number 16. This is a lesson companion podcast, so for those of you who are Word of Flame curriculum customers, we invite you to grab your Living Word lesson manual or student workbook and turn to lesson number 10 intended for August 9th, 2020, lesson entitled The Puzzle of King Uzziah. For those of you who are not Word of Flame curriculum customers, we invite you to grab your Bible, sit back, and let's dive into God's Word together. Well, before we look at the Word of God together, and if you want to go ahead and turn there, you can turn to 2 Kings chapter 15 and 2 Chronicles chapter 26. That's what we're going to read from today. But before we do that, I just wanted to share a small story with you. Dr. Joey Payton received a call to visit an elderly couple in the hospital, and according to the doctor, something rather strange was happening while the man lay in a coma. Well, his wife was in visible distress. The hospital thought Dr. Payton, being a Pentecostal chaplain, might be the best to handle the situation. Upon entering the room, Dr. Payton instantly realized the man, though in a coma, was speaking in other tongues. He told the wife that her husband was fine. He was just praying. He doesn't pray and hasn't even attended church in years, she responded. And she became quite angry and said she was no longer interested in any more discussion. But the next day, when Dr. Payton arrived in the room, the man was sitting up in a chair. And when asked if he remembered anything from the previous day, he talked of a dream he remembered having. And in his dream, he was back at an old brush arbor with his parents and had been refilled with the Holy Ghost. This man had left his Pentecostal faith when he and his wife decided to get married. He had been raised Pentecostal, apostolic, and she was Catholic. But they both walked away from their faiths and decided to attend a different church. She was faithful with the kids, but he could not bring himself to attend. But while on his deathbed and in a coma, he had returned to God and had been refilled with the Holy Ghost. He spent the last few days of his life testifying of what God had done and declaring there was only one way to God. I'm so thankful that God knows how to restore and God knows how to make things brand new. If we will just turn our lives and ourselves over to the Lord, God can make something wonderful out of our lives. The focus thought for this lesson today we're going to look at is God calls us to live a faithful life that ends as it began. Why don't you turn with me to 2 Kings chapter 15 and 2 Chronicles chapter 26, and let's look at this lesson entitled, The Puzzle of King Uzziah. Well, let's look at our text here today, 2 Kings chapter 15 and 2 Chronicles chapter 26. Let's read the first seven verses of 2 Kings chapter 15. Verse number one says, In the twenty and seventh year of Jeroboam, king of Israel, began Azariah, son of Amaziah, king of Judah, to reign. 
Sixteen years old was he when he began to reign, and he reigned two and fifty years in Jerusalem. And his mother's name was Jechaliah of Jerusalem. And he did that which was right in the sight of the Lord, according to all that his father Amaziah had done, save that the high places were not removed. The people sacrificed and burnt incense still on the high places. And the Lord smote the king, so that he was a leper unto the day of his death, and dwelled in a several house. And Jotham, the king's son, was over the house, judging the people of the land. And the rest of the acts of Azariah and all that he did, are they not written in the book of the chronicles of the kings of Judah? So Azariah slept with his fathers, and they buried him with his fathers in the city of David, and Jotham his son reigned in his stead. Let's look now at Second Chronicles chapter 26, and we're going to just look at three verses here. Our key verse is verse 5. We're going to read verses 3 through 5. Verse 3 says, 16 years old was Uzziah. This is just another name for the same king, Azariah, we just read about in 2 Kings 15. Here he's referred to as Uzziah. So 16 years old was Uzziah when he began to reign, and he reigned 50 and 2 years in Jerusalem. His mother's name also was Jechaliah of Jerusalem. And he did that which was right in the sight of the Lord, according to all that his father Amaziah did. And he sought God in the days of Zechariah, who had understanding in the visions of God. And as long as he sought the Lord, God made him to prosper. And that's our key verse, verse 5 of Second Chronicles 26. And he sought God in the days of Zechariah, who had understanding in the visions of God. And as long as he sought the Lord, God made him to prosper. Let's look at this passage here today, these verses, and let's see how we can apply what is being spoken here to our lives this week. Again, our focus thought is God calls us to live a faithful life that ends as it began. You can see in this passage, speaking of King Azariah, or Second Chronicles 26 refers to him as Uzziah. So Azariah, Uzziah, interchangeable, same name, same person. We see that he started out right. He started out doing the right thing, but when he ended his life, he was not living the way he had been raised to live. And that's why the focus thought says, God's calling us to live a faithful life that ends as it began. Let's look at these first four verses of 2 Kings chapter 15. In the 27th year of Jeroboam, Azariah began to reign. He was 16 years old. He reigned for 52 years. And it mentions his mother named Jechaliah of Jerusalem. Verse 3 tells us he did that which was right in the sight of the Lord according to all that his father Amaziah had done. But we see in verse 4, we see, this, we see this first word, save. You can almost replace that with our English word, except. He was doing all this except. He was doing right here, and he was doing this right except. So this is what verse 3 says he did. That was right in the sight of the Lord, verse 4, except or save that the high places were not removed. The people sacrificed and burnt incense still on the high places. We know 
that God called them to worship, only worship and only sacrifice in Jerusalem. That was just the place God had set aside for that. But there had come some kings along the way who did not do that which was right in the eyes of the Lord. Some kings before Uzziah or Azariah, and they had created these high places, these places scattered throughout the land that people could, it was just more convenient for the people. They just made it more convenient. They just made it easier. You know, don't don't worry about sacrificing so much to get to Jerusalem. Don't worry about putting yourself out and having to spend the money to get there and making such a long trip. Don't worry about that. Here, here's a place closer to home. You can go. It's easier. It's more convenient. It sounded good, right? But it was against the plan of God. And so we see this warning here right at the beginning that Azariah did everything. He did all kinds of things right before the sight of God, except that the high places were not removed. Let me ask you a question as we look at these four verses here. Is there an accept or a save? Is there an accept in your life that needs addressed? Let it not be said of each of us that he, he did that which was right. She did that which was right. She, she, she had the right desires. She had the right ambitions, except there was just, just one small thing. There was, there was just one thing that she didn't or that he didn't do that was right, that cost him everything. He had a perfect heart towards God, except in, in the area of lust. She had a perfect heart towards God, except in the area of greed. Is there an except in your life that needs addressed? I think if we're honest with ourselves, there's probably an except in all of our lives. There's probably that area where, you know, we're trying to do right and trying to do good, but there's just that one area that we haven't fully surrendered. There's that one area that we haven't fully given to God. There's that one area we're trying to hold on ourselves and we're we have that except. Bible says King Azariah, he, he did everything that was right in the sight of the Lord according to all that his father Amaziah had done except he, he didn't get rid of the high places. He wasn't the leader that God wanted him to be as king. He, he, didn't, he didn't establish the right way to worship God for his people. He left something there that he should have removed except. So I want you to think about that. I'm thinking about that today. Is there an accept that needs addressed in our lives? Let's look at these next three verses. Verse number five, And the Lord smote the kings that he was a leper unto the day of his death and dwelt in a several house. And his son Jotham uh, was over the house and judged the people. And then it talks about the rest of Azariah's acts. They're, They're written in the book of Chronicles, which we'll read in just a moment. And Azariah passed away, and they buried him with his ancestors in the city of David. This first part of verse 5, And the Lord smote the king, so that he was a leper to the day of his death. Now, it doesn't really make sense. He, didn't, he wasn't smote with leprosy because of verse 4, where he didn't rule the high places. That's not really the reason. This, this story is found in both 2 Kings 15 and 2 Chronicles 26 which we're going to read verses 3 through 5 again in a minute and and think about those. But if you read further on in chapter uh, 26, uh, verses 16 through 19 of 2 Chronicles, this is what verses 16 through 19 says. But when he, this is Uzziah or Azariah, but when he was strong, 
his heart was lifted up to his destruction, for he transgressed against the Lord his God and went into the temple of the Lord to burn incense upon the altar of incense. And Azariah the priest went in after him, and with him fourscore priests of the Lord that were valiant men. And they withstood Uzziah the king and said unto him, It appertaineth not unto the Uzziah to burn incense unto the Lord, but to the priests, the sons of Aaron, that are consecrated to burn incense. Go out of the sanctuary, for thou hast trespassed, neither shall it be for thine honor from the Lord God. And verse 19, then Uzziah was mad, he was wroth, and had a censer in his hand to burn incense. And while he was wroth with the priests, leprosy even rose up in his forehead before the priests in the house of the Lord from beside the incense altar. Perhaps Azariah called Uzziah in this passage because there's a priest named Azariah, and to keep them from getting confused, they both have the same name. So Second Chronicles refers to King Azariah as King Uzziah, not to get him confused with Azariah the priest. But we see here the reason verse 5 in 2 Kings 15 says that the Lord smote him with leprosy was because the, more of the stories told in Second Chronicles 26. Azariah or Uzziah felt prideful. He felt kind of puffed up. Things were going good. If you read before those a few verses before verse 16 in 2 Chronicles 26, you see all these things that King Uzziah did. There were amazing exploits, amazing advances in, in machinery and, and battle armory, amazing things that he did. And it's almost like it all went to his head. So much that he, he it was so much, it went to his head so much that he stepped out of his king role and he stepped into a priest role. He stepped out of his role of guiding and leading the people in military and uh, in, in national ways, and he instead stepped into a priest role and decided, well, I can do this too. I, we don't need the priest. We don't need those that have been anointed uh, to do this. I can offer incense. I can do what I want to do. And he went into the house of the Lord, the temple, and he burned incense on the altar. He did the, the, the office. He filled the office of a priest, which was not his to do. And because of that, because he desecrated that, because he was prideful, because he did not respect the things of God, the ways of God, the plan of God, the purpose of God, because he did not respect it, God cursed him with leprosy, and he lived as a leper for the rest of his life. I want to ask you a question thinking about this. It's really amazing, this story. Why do you think pride is so destructive? Why, why do you think pride is so destructive? Why do you think uh, Proverbs tells us that pride goes before destruction, a haughty spirit before a fall? What is it about pride that's so destructive? And why is it if we see it in our hearts, which I, I, I would guarantee all of us have some bit of pride in us. Why is it that if we see that in our hearts, we got to do what we can to eliminate it, do what we can to, to, to push it out of our life, to surrender it, to repent of it, to give it to God? Why? Because pride, ele we ele and with pride, we elevate ourselves and tend to do what Uzziah did here, is we step out and we think we can handle things. We think we can do it. Oh, I know God has this plan here, but I, I can do that. 
I, I can step into that. I can take control. I can, I can decide my own way. I can choose my own path. I can make my own. I can do my own thing. And when pride, we elevate ourselves because of pride, we step out, of the author, under the, out from under the authority of God, and we are under our own authority, which is a very, very, very dangerous thing. And this is what happened to Uzziah. And so we need to we need to really think about pride in our lives. Let's look at these last three verses. Second Chronicles chapter 26, verses 3 through 5. Of course, it just recounts that, that Azariah, or Uzziah in this case, was 16-year-old when he began to reign. He reigned 52 years. He did that which was right the sight of the Lord. Verse number 5. And he sought God in the days of Zechariah, who had understanding of the visions of God. And this last line of this verse. And as long as he sought the Lord, God made him prosper. As long as he sought the Lord, God made him prosper. Let me ask you this, thinking of those three verses. What does it mean to seek the Lord? What does it mean to seek the Lord? Is it just in prayer? When you think about, let's seek God right now. We think about prayer, don't we? If I would say right now in this podcast, okay, I've just from, I want you to take a few moments. I want you to seek the Lord. Well, I would probably be referring to prayer because that's how I've always looked at it. But there's got to be more to seeking the Lord because as it says as long as he sought the Lord, God made him prosper. I don't think, I don't think Uzziah, Azariah here was praying continually just all the time, praying and seeking the Lord. I, I think there's something more to it. Yes, I believe prayer is part of it. So part of seeking the Lord is I'm going to turn my face towards heaven and I'm going to pray and call in the name of the Lord. That's seeking after him. But also, I think there's some other things that, that involve seeking the Lord. I think our desires, if our desires are turned towards God, if we desire the things of God, if, if our hearts are in such a way that we want God, that we want the things of God, we want the will of God, we want the plan of God, I believe that's desiring God. So as long as Uzziah prayed and sought the Lord, God made him prosper. But as long as his heart was turned right and his heart desired the things of God, then he was seeking the Lord and God made him prosper. But I also think there's one more thing. I think any actions that move us in the direction of God is seeking after the Lord. It's not just prayer. That's, that's seeking God, sure. It's not just our desires. Yes, that's seeking God when we want what he has. But I think there's some actions. I think, I think we have to take action sometimes. We have to do things that, that set us in motion towards God. It's choosing, it's making the right choice. It's choosing righteousness over unrighteousness. It's choosing godliness over ungodliness. It's choosing right over wrong. It's choosing the things of God over the things of this world. It's, it's choosing and making choices and, and taking action that push us in a direction of God. So what does it mean to seek the Lord? It's not just prayer. That's part of it. And it's not just the heart right, and that's part of it. But it's taking actions that move us in the direction of the Lord. For a call to, a call to action here this week, some things we can do to focus on over these next few days and for the rest of the week. Number one, take some time and ask the Lord to reveal and search your heart and reveal if there are any accepts in your life. God, search me. Are there any accepts in my life? Are there any things, you know, you're doing a good job and, and, and you've done some things here except this. You've, you've, you've done some things, you've set your heart mostly in the right direction except for this right here. I want you to 
take some time this week and pray and ask God, are there any accepts in my life? Secondly, seek humility this week. Is there somebody you could serve? Is there somebody you could you could reach out to and serve? Seek humility this week. Let's not let pride get a hold of our hearts so that we step outside the authority from out from underneath the authority of God. We need the authority of God over our lives. And finally, seek the Lord this week. Yes, seek Him in prayer. Find a place of prayer every day. Seek Him in prayer. Pray your heart's desires are turned towards Him, that you love Him, that you want His, want His will, you want His purpose, that you desire after Him. But also, move towards God this week. Don't just sit still. Don't just be content with where you're at, but make a move toward Him this week. Move towards God and seek after the Lord. Let's live faithful, a faithful life that ends the same way it begins. Dear Lord Jesus, we're so grateful for your spirit and grateful for your presence, grateful for the mercy that you have extended to each one of us, your grace, your mercies that are new every day. God, we pray that you would help our hearts to remain humble, that we would bow ourselves before you and remain humble. I pray that you would search each one of our hearts if there is an accept or a save inside of us lord i pray you to reveal it so we could surrender it and find forgiveness and restoration in you i don't want anything in my heart to stand in the way of your purpose being done in my life and i set myself to seek after you this week seek after you and reach for more of you that my desires will be turned towards you oh god i need you and desire nothing else but you in my life bless these people listening today let this be a wonderful day that you are near them and with them. In the name of Jesus, amen. Thank you for listening to God's Word for Life Lesson Companion Podcast, where together we explore what it means to live out God's Word in our lives. If you haven't yet, make sure to subscribe to this podcast. And if you are looking for other Bible study tools and resources to encourage you in your walk with God, visit us today at PentecostalPublishing.com.